Mary said yes, and that is the beautiful gift that we can celebrate today as we prepare for Christmas, that Mary said yes, that she said yes to the angels. She said yes to God's plan, to God's will. And the very reason we're sitting in this church is because Mary said yes. The reason that we can receive the Eucharist, the reason we have Jesus is because Mary said yes. Think about when the angel appeared to Mary and when the angel was announcing to Mary that she was chosen by God, that she was favored by God to be chosen as the mother of the Savior, the mother of the Messiah. And when the angel does this, when the angel appears to Mary, what I think about is how all the angels, all the angels in the kingdom of God were waiting for Mary's response. Every single one of them they were hanging on what her response would be. They were watching and they were waiting to see what her response would be. And what great rejoicing happened in heaven, in the kingdom of God, when Mary said yes. Think about every single one of us, right? Every single one of us is here because our mother said yes. Our mother said yes to us. That because we are here, it is because of our mother who said yes, who decided to carry us, to keep us, to bring us to full life because of her yes. And it's the same thing for Jesus. That Jesus had to come into this world through a woman's yes, a mother's yes, And because of her yes, we are here. Today is dedicated in every single second Sunday of Subara in the Chaldean Church. Over the last couple of years, we've dedicated this Sunday to vocations. Because just as Mary has said yes, that God is still calling people today to say yes to him in a much deeper way to give their lives completely to God, whether that's as a priest or a religious or a nun or a monk, that God is calling people to give their yes. But I think that what's happening today is it's much harder to say yes to God. It's much harder to give that yes to God, and for a couple of reasons. I think, one, we're very skeptical of everything in life, right? We have a hard time trusting anybody in life especially God at times. And when God calls us, when He wants us, and when He has chosen us, it's hard to say yes to God because we're not trusting His plan. Because when God calls, He doesn't give a handbook, right? God doesn't just give a handbook and say, this is your entire plan for life, this is my entire plan for you, and here you go. When the angel appeared to Mary, He didn't give a handbook about how to be the mother of God to Mary. He just said, you've been chosen. You are the favored one. He didn't give her a six-week online course about how to be the Blessed Virgin Mary, okay? He called her and Mary said yes, without knowing every single step and every single detail and every single thing that was going to happen in her life. She said yes, but it's hard for us to do that because we're so skeptical about everything in this life and we want everything ordered and organized and put together in order for us to say yes. Two, I think another struggle that keeps us from saying yes is we're so comfortable in this life. We love our comfort. We love our success. And I see this over and over again. And this is in the gospel, in another gospel. This rich man comes to Jesus and he says, Lord, 
He says, Lord, I, I follow all your commandments. What do I have to do in order to gain eternal life? And the Lord gives him all of the commandments. And the man says, I've done all of these. And the Lord says, go sell all of your possessions. And the man walks away sad because he has so many possessions that he can't give up his possessions to follow the Lord. We are blessed in our community to be very successful. We're blessed to have such great comfort in our lives. But what I'm seeing, especially as a vocation director, is that it's very hard for many people to say yes to God because there are so many possessions and so many things that they have to say no to. And so our success is a blessing to God, but the question is, do I love my success and my comfort more than I love God? And that's what's happening today. Is it's harder to say yes to God because of all of the things that we own and all of the things that we have. But Mary teaches us that none of that matters. And the greatest thing is to leave it and to say yes to God. Third is, I think our lives today are so busy. Our lives are filled with noise. If I get invited to another Christmas party, I'm going to like cancel Evite completely, okay? And what we're doing, especially in this Christmas time, is we're busying ourselves. We are busying ourselves with all of these gatherings, and they're beautiful. It's great getting together with family. It's great getting together with friends. But I don't care how many chairs Crazy Craig can put on his face, okay? I don't care how many magicians we bring to our parties. Even though that's a great thing and it's a beautiful thing to have. The real meaning of this time is to prepare our minds and our hearts for the coming of the Savior. And the more we fill our lives with noise and busyness, we won't be able to hear God's voice or celebrate what He has for us. And this is why people can't say yes to God, because people are not hearing God anymore. Hearing the voice of God is not just for priests and nuns and the Blessed Virgin Mary. Hearing the voice of God is for all of us. Because we are baptized sons and daughters of God, that means we are temples of the Holy Spirit. God dwells within us. God is in our hearts. And that means that each and every one can hear Him. But we struggle today with busyness and with noise. And so we can't hear the Lord to even hear Him calling us for us to say yes to Him. What I love about saying yes to God in my own life is when I gave God my yes, it changed my life completely. And when I think about the Blessed Virgin Mary, when I think about Mary, I wonder that in this gospel today, when Mary gave her yes, when Mary said, I am the handmaid of the Lord, be it done unto me according to thy word, Mary didn't know what was going to come. Mary did not know what she was going to be, or even who she really was. But when she gave yes to God, Mary changed history. Mary changed the world and she changed us. That is the great gift of saying yes to the Lord. When I look at my own life and my own priesthood, there are two reasons as to why I love this yes that the Lord led me to give to Him. The first reason why I love being His priest is the relationship that I share with Jesus. You know, every time I come to the Lord, it's like He has every answer. The Lord has every solution to every single problem, every single time I come to Him. And I know it's because I'm His son, I'm His priest. 
Jesus is better than chat GBT, okay? I promise you. He's better than any kind of AI. He's better than any kind of therapist. He's better than any kind of spiritual director because when I go directly to him, he has every answer. He has every solution. And every time I come to him with a problem, he leads me, he guides me, and he gives me the answer I need. I love as a priest that this relationship that I share with him, right? That through my words, people can be forgiven of their sins. Through my words, bread and wine become the body and blood of Christ. Through my words, a man and a woman can become husband and wife. And that's because of the relationship that I share with him because of my priesthood, because of my yes. The second thing that has absolutely changed my life because I'm his priest is as a priest, people have welcomed me into their lives to walk with them in their joys, but most importantly, in their suffering. And it's not because I'm me, right? They would probably choose Father Brian. His hair and his eyes are much nicer than mine, okay? But it's because I'm his priest. Because God has chosen me as his priest, people, random, total random strangers, have invited me in their lives in the most desperate, difficult times to walk with them, to be with them. And as a priest, I'm so humbled and I'm so honored and privileged to do that. And that has changed me. The Lord reminded me this week of how he's brought specific people in my life to walk with them in their suffering. And there are four people in my priesthood that have literally changed my life and changed my priesthood. The first was a woman. Her name is Jackie Hubba. And Jackie was this woman that I met just because someone called the office and they wanted a priest to come and visit this, this woman at a nursing home to pray with her, to anoint her. And so I went and anointed her. And as I prayed with her, there was an immediate connection with this woman. And I felt like this meeting that I had with her, this one meeting to just pray with her, wasn't going to be the last. And it really wasn't. And I walked with her in her life. And I tried to encourage her and comfort her. And God gave me that grace as a priest to do that until the very day of her death. And that God allowed me to walk with her and to prepare her for her death. Another person was Marco Yusuf. Marco Yusuf was a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine. He was 29 years old, a dentist, newly married, new father, and God brought me in this man's life in the midst of his brain tumor, in the midst of his brain cancer. And I literally formed a relationship with this man to the point where he literally became my brother and one of my best friends. And God gave me the grace to walk with him in his life, in the moment of his suffering, of his pain, to the very moment of his death. Just this past summer, my aunt, Sanat, I was able to walk with her throughout the many years of her life and her suffering to the point that I could pray with her at her very death, at her very last breath. And then just a couple months ago, meeting someone else who became a dear friend, Darren Denha, who just passed away. And meeting this man, how God brought this man into my life, God brought him into my life, not for me to change him, but for him to change me. 
for him to affect my priesthood, to make me a better son, a better man, and a better priest because of this man's suffering, because of his pain. What's crazy to me is these four people, all four of them had cancer, okay? And I truly believe that this disease is the new persecution in our world. And many people want to think, well, why is God allowing this? I'm going to be a little clear. This is not God, okay? God does not want this. God does not just give people cancer. Maybe you'll disagree with me, okay? But this is what I personally believe, is that the things we eat, the things we drink, are very much causing this. This is not God. This is the result of evil, and this is the result of our world trying to place these things into us. Now, this is the new persecution, and this is, I believe, is the new martyrdom. Because what these four people taught me, Jackie, Marco, my aunt Sanat, and Darren, they taught me how to live. But even more importantly, they taught me how to die. They taught me how to die. That nothing is worth it in this life but Jesus. That in the very midst of my pain and my suffering, nothing is worth it but Jesus, but God. And that if I have Jesus, if I have my faith, nothing will shake me. Because I watched these four people in their suffering and in their pain, and I saw that even though their body was wasting away, their heart was never taken away from them. Their faith was never taken away from them. Their love for God was never diminished. And my brothers and sisters, this is what we need to learn. We place our hope and our faith in so many things that are worthless and that are pointless. We place our attention and our love and our pleasures on so many things that will never give us joy and happiness. And the only person that can do that is Jesus. That's what I've learned from these people. Because seeing them, each and every one of them, on their deathbed, the only thing they had on them was their faith and nothing else and the love of their family. Nothing else matters but our faith, our family, our love. We need to remember that. The reason I love this as a priest, walking with people in their suffering. St. John Vianney has a beautiful quote. He says, a priest, a priest will not realize what he is until he's in heaven. A priest will not realize what he is until he's in heaven. And the reason for that is I believe that God willing, when a priest, when I get to heaven, that God is going to reveal to me all the souls that I helped, all the souls that I ministered to. But I know in a very real way that Jackie, Marco, my Aunt Sanat, and Darren will be waiting for me right there. That they will be right there for me because I was their priest. This is the most beautiful vocation. And I know I will never even, even though I know this is beautiful, I won't realize the full beauty of this vocation till I meet God face to face in his kingdom. And so my brothers and sisters, as we make our way towards Christmas, we need to give God our yes. Because nothing is more worth it than giving him that yes. And we'll never realize the power of that yes till we meet him face to face when he gives us his yes to enter his kingdom. Amen.